0: Hello welcome to 3 and Out, a new uh, experimental episode here for the Overend Achievers, where we recap the weekend in sports. I'm joined by Jason Waterfalls. Jason, how are we doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to get into this a little bit. We have a
1: special two-episode week mm-hmm. here for the listeners, for our, our friends, uh, so uh, excited to get into it. I already Can I tell you, I already started dreaming about the Super Bowl. Can can I tell you? I'm excited that you didn't um, accuse me of something right here at the top of the show. So this is. No, this I'm is about really...
0: to. I'm about to. But uh, <laughs> okay. But before that, go. I just wanted to let you know. Like, uh, I had a dream that uh, the Super Bowl was just a very easy breezy, like, casual affair. And for some reason, you, me, and Andre were working the sideline. We, were, we weren't the chain gang. I don't really know what we were doing, but we had like jobs. I felt like NFL I films. Job. No, not even that. It was almost like uh, nebulous. You know the people at, like, the fancy movie theaters that uh, serve you food if you order it? It was something like that, you know, like, not pivotal, but it was pseudo-essential. Do you know what I mean? And at one point, Joe Burrow turned around and looked at us, and he was like, you guys are doing a great job. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Thank you, Joe
1: Burrow. <laughs> also, I so. think we should
0: name this podcast Pseudo-Essential. <laughs> I think my brand is pseudo essential, so uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so again, we're so we're gonna try. Uh, we're gonna see how this goes. But we're gonna try to kind of recap what just happened a little bit. Um, and like Jason said, we're gonna do a, a big supersized uh, Super Bowl episode later this week, as per usual. Uh, so the first item we want to talk about, Jason, this is uh, uh, Adios and Kyler von Dios. Uh, Kyler, m- maybe wanting to leave the Arizona Cardinals. This kind of broke like after you know I got done recording yesterday, and I checked. Uh, Twitter. And it was like, so Kyler has deleted every mention of the Arizona Cardinals uh, from his Instagram profile. He's unfollowed the team, unfollowed teammates. Uh, Did you see this and what did you make of it? I saw it. I still don't know what to make of it. First
1: of all, in this day and age, athletes, celebrities, whomever controlling their own narrative, how they would like, I'm, I'm all for it. Just like college kids getting paid NIL. I'm all for it. Absolutely. However, just send a message. What's your message that you want to
0: put out there? Just put the message out there. Do, doing this, what's that saying? I don't. So you want a more alpha message. You want him to do a post of him absolutely like slashing the throat of the Arizona Cardinal mascot and being like, <laughs> in three days, I'll tell you what this is about. And I'll be like, no. that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it's not cool a, that you slashed a throat. That's honest, a tease. But. That's a tease for sure. Uh, but
1: I, I just like they can. Cardinals have a fifth year option that can keep him through under contract through next year. So sure. he's now. He's doing this play and going to demand a trade or at least demand changes, I guess. But here's the thing. We're not all in
0: on this podcast. We're not all in on Cliff. No, I think you've been the most all in of anybody. And the fact that you're wavering a little bit right now is is bad signs for for the Cliff Kingsbury. I've not really been all in. He has been a good coach the first half of two seasons. Much better than I expected. I will say that. And then absolutely falls off a, come on. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say Cliff, even though it was a great setup. I will say, to give you credit, I feel like you are much better at evaluating coaches than I am. I am very bad at evaluating coaches. I thought, uh, and I just I don't feel like I've held myself uh, accountable enough. I really went on a, a few episode bender talking about how Zach Taylor sucks. Bengals going to suck. Joe Burrow has the yips. Jamar Chase has the yips, even though I did love Jamar Chase Chase in that draft pick. And uh, here they are in the Super Bowl, man. So kudos to you on that regard. So well, I, I d- trust you in that. I appreciate that. But I do think,
1: like with Cliff, I hold on a little too long because it's 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 you really got to watch what you do late in the season, in the playoffs, especially when you're trying to make those type of pushes like the Cardinals were. But if you're Kyler Murray here, Alpha, Beta, I'm not worried about any of that. Isn't the most strategic thing to go all in, do the anti-Russ, and go all in on the Cardinals and say we have to X, Y, and Z, and then if you want Cliff out, and that's the stance you're taking, like I don't know who who he's against here. He doesn't like JJ Watt on the team. Is that the problem? That's the thing. It's
0: this is so weird that like I'm I'm so caught. This isn't not the first time it's happened either. I mean, it's happened a ton. I I love jumping on weird takes and weird, like, stuff. But you just – Kyler, you didn't even build the foundation of, like, me to anticipate this. Like, no one was ready for this. And it makes me wonder – is it a thing where it's not? He's like, I'm fine with my job. You know, I'm gonna do my thing or whatever. I just like JJ posts on Instagram too much, and I didn't think I could unfollow him, so I was just like, I'm just gonna unfollow everybody and just make it a whole thing. And now, like, it's a bigger deal than it is. Do You think like he he wants to be there, but he's just like tired of the whole social media aspect with Cliff and with JJ and maybe with DeAndre. uh And I don't know. No, no, the no, 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 don't uh, hold on. DeAndre didn't do anything. That's well, see, and that's my thing. My other thing was like because some people have been like, you know. So one of the pictures he has up of, is uh, of Mike Evans because he threw yep. uh, in uh, the Pro Bowl, threw him a touchdown pass and maybe he like caught the scent of a greater stag, greater like wide receiver stag in his nostrils or something but like my man still has DeAndre Hopkins so it's not like, like, is it that easy to forget DeAndre, even though DeAndre's getting up there but I wondered like, does this mean he's thinking about going back to baseball? Um, it, Ooh does this mean, like, that maybe Cliff conducted quarterback meetings while he was, like, getting a full body waxing? Because every off season, there's always a couple uh, weird stories that trickle out of, like, do you remember the one a couple years ago where it's like, Mike McCarthy would get, like, full body massages during uh, offensive staff meetings? And everyone was like, this is weird, and we don't want to watch Mike McCarthy get rubbed on. You know, Hold staff
1: on. Yeah, the, the staff was saying it's weird because they had to watch it, but yeah, the truth is none of us
0: were surprised at that story no. at all. Mike McCarthy feels like the guy who, during a full-body massage, rips a gigantic fart and does not apologize for it. He's like, it's, it's part of the deal. It's just part he's of like, what it is. Oh, I'm real relaxed, huh? <laughs> I just... I I thought maybe maybe the air is too dry. Maybe the air too, is too dry out there. It's a dry heat. Like, it's a dry I heat. Just, I've always said I, that. I want... Like I want, like a you know, I, I want a nice humidity in my life to see what it is. I just think this would be different. Hold on, absolutely not. Are you serious, or was that no, just a, a play? Maybe he wants that though. I don't want that. Oh, okay, okay. I'm dying to move to Arizona. Are you kidding me right yeah, now? Me too, man. You're listening to two people who have who are like in the upper one percentile of allergies. Okay, and I know we sound <laughs> so cool when we say that. We're not trying to brag. We're not trying to brag. God, we sound so alpha right now. I don't it care though. Is actually, it is the, the what it absolute is. truth. Man, I, I've told this before, but one, I had to spend the night in Amarillo, Texas one time, and I woke up and I felt like a god. I felt like a god. I was like, is this how people here feel all the time? Because it's incredible. Um, but then I, you know, I live in Chattanooga uh, area, which is like number three worst for allergies. Anyways, this has been an Allergy Corner, and it is a good corner. <laughs> we
1: but can what do I'm allergy saying. Allergy Corner all the time on these special <laughs> podcasts. I Are just,
0: you getting your shots today? I'm not no, getting mine today. They're closed you know what I found out? I'm sorry to do this, but I'm just going to do it. I found out one of the allergy meds has been taken monocast. They were like, Hey, there's a decent amount of neuropsychosis that goes with this pill just so you know. And my doctor didn't tell me that I had to find that out accidentally because I was wondering if I should keep on that meds. Haven't stayed on that med. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, if I've ever had a bad sports steak, it's because of that is, is because of that allergy, you know, that, that medication. So, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't think anything's going to come of it, but this is drama, and if he hadn't pooped his pants so bad in the playoffs, I think right. there'd be more to go off of this. Did Cliff um, throw that pick in the, from, the inter- uh, from the end zone? I don't think he did. did. Did Cliff have the terrible body language? Kyler is the Babe Ruth of bad body language right now, honestly. Okay, so I have a take on this. Hmm. I think he stays pretty
1: stoic with his body language. He doesn't really go up or down, so, you know, like... Peyton Manning was, you know, one of one of the best. Obviously, Cutler stayed under under the threshold of positivity yeah. body body language wise. <laughs> but but Peyton would go up and down all the way, right? Yeah. Kyler stays in the middle pretty good. So when it's going bad, he's not real rah rah, but when it's going really good, he's not like jumping for joy and, and overly uh Jovius?
0: What was I about to say? Jo- Jovius is a word. Jovial okay. is a better yeah, word than Jovius. It. I like Jovius. Well, so uh, what, what's, what's the word? That? Uh, jovial is probably what most oh, people say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But be yeah. an innovator. You know, Invent these new words. I think you're 100% wrong. I've never heard you be more wrong about anything in your life. And Because that Kyler be has... True. He's like a, like a, uh, he works at a grocery store and he's like putting out stock in the chip aisle and a woman comes up and says, Do you know where the chip aisle is? And he just <laughs> stares at her. That's his body language all the time. It is horrific. It's so bad. So I, I just, I, I don't understand how he thinks this is going to play out. It's really bizarre to me. One of the more bizarre stories. So um, that's our first issue. Let's go second issue. And this is more of a broad one. This is, you know, it, uh, I, I was looking up, we're going to talk about the NFL coaching shuffle. Um, and this weekend, kind of a low-key weekend, you know, and I was just sitting there, just kind of sitting outside, uh, built a little fire, my solo stove, just enjoying life. And I thought, who did the Raiders hire? Did the Raiders hire anybody yet? And then I looked it up on the Google, and I saw it was Josh McDaniel. And I realized this has been a weird offseason because I feel like jobs get uh, taken and they get, uh, they get filled pretty quickly. This has kind of floated, and this has really extended itself. I feel like now we're kind of at a, a stasis point um, with the Texans and the uh, Saints kind of settling down. But just broadly in general, has this NFL coaching shuffle uh, uh, cycle gone about how you thought it would?
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, the Jaguars thing was the weirdest one to me. Are yeah. you saying you just missed Josh McDaniels being announced, or you just didn't see it confirmed? I remember it, but it came and went. Oh, gotcha. And I was gotcha, just gotcha, like, I, yeah. this this made no impact on my life. Okay, so that one was the Vikings for me because it was like Harbaugh and signing day and all this drama, and then like then later that day or the next day, I have no idea the literal timeline, but it was yeah. just like Kevin O'Connell will be the next coach. Yeah. And it's just like we almost had we. I'm not on the Vikings. I don't care. But if you're them, we almost had. Jim Harbaugh, and now we're going for Kevin O'Connell. No, no shots fired to Kevin O'Connell, but you know, you almost landed a a, you know Moby Dick, and then all of a sudden, I'm not going to finish this metaphor. But the craziest one
0: to me was the Jaguars. The okay, so if we're talking about okay, uh, let me put a pin in that because I just went to the Jim Harbaugh thing. What a wild story. I love any guy who uh, goes back to, you know, uh, I don't know, goes on like AshleyMadison.com and is like, ah, I didn't find a match. And then goes back to his wife and is like, I'm with you forever. That was just, I And know, tells what? her that he went looking
1: and told her before I, he logged
0: I, on and created an account and told her after he logged I on. I
1: really don't understand that story to be completely honest. I don't understand it at the all. Ashley I, Madison story. It's a place yeah. where you can go to find <laughs> no. businesses but evidently it's just full of dudes. That's the crazy no, part. Because I, I used to watch around. the Duggers like 10 years ago,
0: unfortunately. I'm sorry, are you, are you putting a European pronunciation on the Duggers? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Duggers Well, you okay, you I'm are doing, the proper. I'm doing vocab strong today. No, listen, you're actually doing it correctly. I'm doing the Southern spin on it with the Duggers. That's how we do it down here. you're doing the more actual real pronunciation of it. so my apologies, okay, so yeah, with that story i because I actually watched that show back in the day,
1: yeah, um, but yeah i I just I don't understand why you would
0: do that on signing day. Why wouldn't you just wait till the next day i It's actually kind of smart because it's like God I trapped you, you don't really have other plans because if you were signed here, you can't really move at this point, you know because the the spots are all taken up. The biggest thing that
1: I heard was that. Maybe Harbaugh is sick of NIL and portal. Sure, which makes sense. But he's better in college because he cannot be around the same group of people for over
0: four years. It the the natural cycling over. out of players works to his benefit. That yes. is a hundred percent correct. But yeah, some of the I think some of the athletic stories talked about, alluded to how he kind of pooped the bed uh, in that interview and didn't a hundred percent come prepared. He thought it was just a, we just need you to just sign here and you will now be the coach of the Vikings. Uh, so when it came to the presentation time, it was uh, like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Uh, just like a lot of a lot of feelings and energy, not a lot of facts <laughs> and data. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned Doug Peterson for the Jags as being the weirdest one. If I had to say bet- to you, best hire, worst hire, would you say worst hire is Doug Peterson to the Jags? I don't know that it's the worst hire.
1: But I will say that. I will you're, say worst hire. You're, but that's because you're a Byron Leftwich guy, right? Uh, no, I'm not. actually. Always have I, been. You, were, you think, had a
0: Marshall jersey, didn't you? I, I, If I could have found one, I would have, to be honest with you. I come from the school of thought that when you are with an iconic, generational, uh, greatest of all time type quarterback, you cannot really trust offensive coordinator. I'm talking to you, Adam Gase, uh, because Adam Gase owns – uh, I was Peyton Manning like at least 40% of his career earnings because we just assumed Adam Gase was good at coaching when he wasn't. I don't know how much of it was Byron and how much of it was Tom Brady in Tampa. Um, so, But I, I do think with the Jacksonville angle, if you're going to hire a guy, that makes a lot of sense to go which instead of Doug Peterson, who I don't even know. To me, But that's all because of the GM, right? Uh, Is that yes. the same thing? But, like, I, see, Doug Peterson, I think, is a classic case of he had a great staff, and as soon as that staff left, he was trash. And I, I think he know. was a good leader of that staff. I'm not taking all the credit away
1: from him. I don't sure. know that he's a great going to win a Super Bowl X's and O's type coach. I yeah. totally agree he had a great staff. I mean, they're all over the place now doing good things. Uh, so so I'm definitely backing you on that. But I, I don't think he, he was like a Mike McCarthy. A Mike McCarthy on that same
0: Eagles team, they don't win the Super Bowl. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I do think – probably the reason he got hired was because Shad Khan read uh, Doug Peterson's book and the section where Doug Peterson was like I remember watching the Jags play the Patriots and they didn't have enough balls and I promised if I ever played the Patriots I'd have the balls for it that's that really in his book that's a hundred percent he talked about how the Jags like didn't go for the throat and how if he ever got the shot at Belichick he'd go for the throat and he did and like kudos to him but I feel like Shad Khan got so horny for that that he was like we have got to hire this guy right now that's what and then then Doug comes in he's like when are we Play the
1: Patriots twice this year, and it's like we're not in the same division, Doug. We're, Do you know yeah, that? We're not on the schedule.
0: They're good. We're not, Doug. Have you? Did you research this at all? all yeah, right. th- that's the one. That's the weird one to me. Do you have another worse one than that? Uh, no, I don't have another. Oof. Uh, no, I don't have another worse one. Do you? Have, Do you? Uh, what's What's the one that you're like? That's That's the higher. That's the good one. Definitely Dable and Giants. Yeah, and that is. Um, it's. I'm surprised you didn't say Matt Eberflus. To be honest with you, at the with the Bears, I it's it's a little tough in the context of the bill belichick the brian flores lawsuit and everything yep. um that aside though i do think brian dayball has been ready to be a head coach for a long time even before uh he because uh, he was with the pats uh i think he went to alabama um and then he came back to the bills i think he's been ready for a while and he should have gotten a shot uh, before now i think he's uh, i don't know that it's a good fit because the giants are the giants and i just don't know how that's going to go but in terms of Overall coaching, he's the one I have the most confidence in. If you have a
1: $100 budget and shares of Daniel Jones are $1, okay. and now he's with Dable, how many do you buy? I'm not buying any. I'm not, not buying uh, one single one. I think I'm going to buy like 25. I would... What if I Dable would, can get the most out of him? He's not I would Josh buy Allen. more Tyler,
0: uh, Taylor Heineke than I would... Uh, I love Taylor Heineke. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, We're not going we, into another Taylor Heineke <laughs> segment. But could we? <laughs> Why not spend it on Derek Carr and Josh McDaniel? You
1: know? Why not go all in? Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's, there's definitely places to spread it. I just think that Dable can do a little with Daniel Jones. And I think that doing a little with Daniel, Daniel Jones is going to make him ten X what he was in the last couple of seasons.
0: Listen, enjoy next season trying to talk your into Daniel Jones. I am not I wish no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing sure.
1: that. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying he's baby Josh Allen. I'm saying that I think that Dable is
0: going to be able to raise his stock. I think Dable's gonna be like, look, I'm gonna I'm going to fix everything and then get to the quarterback last. And then we're going to go through a season and I'm going to find my guy. Cause it's not this guy. I can promise you that right now. It is not, I'm going to turn him into a receiver or something. Um, I do like the Dennis Allen hire in New Orleans. It's fine. If, it's if fine. They weren't falling apart. It would be better, but he's, why but did he they is not hire
1: the is, Wasn't that the obvious fit?
0: You know, I saw a, a pretty interesting story that talked about, uh, BNME's contract's up with the chiefs and there's a good chance he might leave and become his own man because there is the looming specter of Andy Reid calling the plays for the Chiefs, which he did with Matt Nagy, and Matt Nagy still got a job, so that logic doesn't completely track. But um, uh, I think that would be smart for him. I'm interested in the Nathaniel Hackett for the Broncos. Yep. I think that could go either really well, really poorly. I don't know uh, if it's a combo deal with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know their relationship. I did read, I think in Peter King's column uh, this week, that Nathaniel Hackett's a big um, – he's like, we don't install playbooks. We – teach the essence of playbooks to our players oh do you understand gosh. what i'm saying we meditate on is definitely the going there then <laughs> it's a very he's like peter king was like how much material are you bringing over he goes it's on the ca- cloud bro it's on the cloud i've got <laughs> it in bitcoin and cloud and we're going to understand that together and i thought I'd, i maybe that's good for denver uh it feels a little weird to me but i hope they do well because i like when the broncos are good
1: i, I think that rogers is going there because now you've already got the packers coming out and saying that they're not going to trade rogers yeah Have you seen that I so have, that's yeah. like clearly a stance that they're going to go back on or cut or whatever the case ends up being. It's got to be Rogers and Adams to the Broncos at this point. Right. Uh it'd be nice. It'd be, they're an instant contender. If that happens. Well, that's what thing is like with the and get, get the and, um, a quarterback in new Orleans. And that's a whole different, te- I mean, whatever happens
0: with Camara now, but you know, that that's, that's a whole different team as well. Um, can I ask you about your former team, uh, the Texans, and how much does it look like they made a hire and they're like, Haha, what? we're not, we're not racist, see? We hired this guy who no one's considered, and oh, does he happen to be black? We didn't even notice We don't see color. That's very much the vibe of the of the Texans leadership, right? Now.
1: Two two black coaches in a row, so they're 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 anti-racist. i've got I've got a comment about lovey in my in the out section. Yeah, so, okay, okay, I'm gonna we'll say save a little that. bit a little bit of talk for that, but he was the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. So, so I think that every year they're just going to do this until they get Josh McCown
0: ready. Okay, and you're alluding that is the big story here. Is evident from all uh, sourced up people, they wanted to hire Josh McCown, who that might just sound like a name, Josh McCown, who has no real coaching experience um, and really one year Texans, of high school. <laughs> from all uh, uh, accounts, the Texans were just wanting someone else to interview him like the Raiders or the Dolphins or someone just so they could be like, see, Coach Viable, he's hired, but no one would do that. And then they got hit with the lawsuit. So the idea, I mean, it feels like Lovey is a dead man walking. He's got like a Jim Caldwell energy of you'll be here for a year or two and then you're 100% getting fired when everyone forgets about all this. And the weird thing is, man, I thought Dave Coley did a good job. Yes. I thought Dave Coley did an excellent job and I didn't have a lot of faith in him, but I think they were four and twelve last year with Deshaun. They're four and thirteen this year without Deshaun uh, and Davis Mills instead. And, and a bunch know, of close games. A bunch of really frisky close games. And they didn't even like they planned and around a couple Taylor. Sure, but <laughs> hey, like it wasn't the Jets, you know, it wasn't like the Lions. Um I just I'm really sad because if you're just gonna make this higher, you should just stuck with Dave Coley. And it Yeah, I, that's the part that's the part I truly don't understand. Why I re- I why he really got don't fired. Either. And I I think it's hilarious to me that we're still all not talking about Deshaun Watson and there's no like narrative established of like, what's going to happen to this guy who honestly was probably the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Like truly. And that's not how Tebow T. Okay. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, No, but like for real, probably the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in college in my life. And wait, it's really not Tebow for you. Oh, did you really think it was Tebow? I think it's Tebow for me. I just need my quarterbacks throwing out like a ten yard out route, like confident. Yeah, I get that, but like with a sizzle on it, you know what I mean? Man, I'm Deshaun Watson, what he did—he single-handedly, I mean, like this is a different podcast, but he single-handedly broke Alabama, broke Nick Saban, and forced him to hire hey, bud. like Lane hey, Kiffin. Don't 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 say Deshaun Watson and single-handedly anything, okay? Be careful. So I don't know, I don't know. I just I hate it for Lovey Smith, uh, and I hate it for the Texans. I don't hate it for the Texans. I just uh, it was weird. It's very weird. So, um, any other thoughts on the coaching uh, carousel? Now, what do you think about
1: Josh McDaniels? I mean, that's this is somebody that's you've had your eye on for a while. I really thought he was going to take over for Belichick. I did too. That this, was kind this of this has to mean Belichick's
0: going th- five more years, right? Or he's like, hey, Stevie Belichick is going to be number two, Josh. Like, it's time to that's go. Happening. The word is that Steve Belichick is not a bad coach. Like, he's not one of those uh, born on third thought he hit a triple. Like, he's like the guy. The people actually respect him. But who cares? That that would never work out. You know, handing it off to your son. Um, but McDaniel's with the Raiders. I like it a lot. I like it, especially for that team who can play a little bit of offense. You like shore up that uh, offensive line a little bit. You know, get some uh, defenders on the back end uh, in the secondary. They're a pretty good team, I think. You know, and I, I even like—I know this isn't a head coach, but I like the Basaccia move to go to Green Bay and just be an adult in the room with special teams. And that, that's an automatic upgrade. Too bad they're not going to have a quarterback anymore, but you know, I, I like that for them. Uh, so I, I think the pairing of—I uh, think it was Ziegler for the Patriots as the GM and, and McDaniel's as the coach—I uh, like it. I think it's smart. Uh, I don't know if it'll play out, but uh, I think Derek Carr will have a good chance to succeed with Josh McDaniels. All
1: right, so we'll hit on Matt Eboflus real quick for the Bears. Yeah. The, the joke there is obviously that the defensive coordinator for the Colts that got absolutely smacked by the Jags becomes the new head coach with an offensive young talent, right? right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think one – I think he's doing good stuff with the Colts D. I don't think that they were like the most elite defense of all time. I think it's a fine hire. I, I think it's one of those hires that'll work out for five to seven years, and, and, and then
0: we'll see what's going on. It's, uh, it's not. I, I do. Th- I think he's a good coach. You know, I, I think he's a good defensive coordinator, so I don't hate um, the uh, decision in that regard. But it is. It just smacks of a misunderstanding of how the modern game is played. Because if anybody was going to go try to pick something from the Sean McVay uh, coaching tree and go young uh, offensive assistant. This is the team to do it to me, and I know it's probably the overreaction of we did that with Matt Nagy, so we got to go defense now. But it's like it's just not how the game is played, and I think you can cobble it together um, on the defensive side. You just have to have a coherent, uh, comprehensive offensive strategy. So I don't, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, I didn't see who they hired as offensive coordinator, so maybe he's solving it in that regard. Um, but I just. I, it, you know what? It's more I don't like it for Matt Eberflus than I don't like it for the Bears because I think he, Matt Eberflus probably could have done, uh, maybe held out for a better job eventually. So uh, we will see, but let's move on to our last item here. Uh, and this is the topic of <laughs> the University of Auburn. And uh, they are uh, making an entire meal out of firing Brian Harson. And I don't know if what's a better metaphor. Making a meal of it, like really... You know, like the Goodfellas scene in the jail where they're, like, cooking steaks and, like, finely slicing garlic? Or is this more of a sexual metaphor where they're, like, edging, just really edging the, the for, for Auburn fans? And I see the look on your face. You don't love it. You don't love the direction that we're going in. But I feel like... No, I love it. I, <laughs> and I'm not saying it's wrong. I just... Do you want to explain what that is for the listeners? I I mean they can look they can look it up. If you've listened to Bondo give an interview ever, you know what edging is, unfortunately. <laughs> so if you've ever had YouTube Also don't look it up. Don't look it up, but if you've ever had YouTube forcibly put on your iPhone by Apple, you have an idea of what edging is. But all that to say, it it feels like um Auburn got to well, okay, let's let's give like the uh, the big picture about it. Um Brian Hart there's been um I, I think in terms of the off season for Auburn. This is not what you wanted. This is not the kind of off-season you would have hoped. Auburn released a statement, uh, I think it was yesterday, and let me read it here. They said, uh, we're judiciously collecting information from a variety of perspectives, including our student-athletes, and moving swiftly to understand any issues in accordance with university policies and procedures. Decisions regarding the future of Auburn and its athletics program, as always, are made in the interest of our great university and in fairness to all concerned. We do not make institutional decisions based on social media posts or media headlines. There have been A lot of social media posts and there's been a lot of rumors uh there's also been 19 players transfer uh away from auburn there have been four assistant coaching changes mike bobo was fired austin davis who replaced him left after a month on the job for personal reasons Derek mason and nick eason left for other jobs and i believe they left for uh, Uh, parallel moves yeah yeah they did it wasn't not parallel (laughs) okay sorry they took less money to not be in this situation and in terms of recruiting i think four hundred thousand dollars less in one case that is significant like auburn i think they're 18th uh you know some people have them a little more some people have them a little less auburn uh, they didn't really add there's no positive momentum and they finished behind uh let me hit you with this um tell me when you're alarmed okay um they finished behind north carolina Clemson, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, and Stanford. Which ones upsets you the most to finish behind? You know, that's actually
1: a really interesting group of teams because Kentucky played above their level. Tennessee Mm -hmm.
0: shocked us, but was not a good team. It's Missouri for me. It's Missouri for me as well, and they did finish in front of Florida, which, woof for Florida, that is not what you want. But all that to say, there's been a lot of upheaval, and there's a lot of smoke about something going on, and I think – Auburn dragging this out is actually the right move here, extending the process, edging. Some people call it edging. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying some people call it edging. I think that's the move here. Why? I, and here's why. I think if you just uh, uh, react swiftly, um, you put the focus now on you. Who are you going to hire to replace him? What's the status of the program? I think if you do this, you really villainize Brian Harson. And you consolidate all the blame on him. Yeah, you're recruiting a head coach. You're looking. You're compiling your list. You're interviewing. When you finally chop his head off, there's a catharsis there instead of an emergency. Instead of like a like a blame game situation, it's finally Like, okay, we finally did our due diligence here uh, because there have been a lot of players. Yeah, but think about what you
1: just said. We finally did our due diligence here. Like, it shouldn't have got to this point by dragging this out on your timeline. You're just making yourself look bad. Like, make a decision. What's going on
0: here? I, I'm not saying you're wrong. But that's the other side of it. I think now, like, there's no signing day urgency, right? There's no like we're competing, we're in the market for other head coaches. It's already a mess. There is no, there are no other head coaches. That's the problem. Harbaugh goes to the Vikings last minute like that, right? On day yeah. of signing day or the day after. Who the heck is Michigan think they're getting? I well, I think they, I think Josh Gaddis probably thought he was going to get promoted from within, and which is why he went to Miami, which is another fascinating move, and he kind of gave them yep. the little fingers up on the way out, which I appreciated because it's fair. It's I would, I would have felt like. Like I was hanging uh, in a lurch here while Jim Harbaugh decided, does he want to play with the the pros or the or the amateurs? But for Auburn, I think, and I think we've had some listeners say uh, they know I hate Auburn. I don't hate Auburn. I love Auburn. I don't love Auburn. I just you I know what Auburn is. You hated Bo Nix uh yeah, well no I, I don't even sports hate bo Nicks. i know what bo Nicks is and bo Nicks sucks so i like the reliability <laughs> of that auburn i know what auburn is and i like the reliability of what auburn's going to do if auburn gets good that's amazing uh listener craig McCle- mcclellan thought uh, talked about how i was going to be have a real sophie's choice if lane kiffin went to auburn which reportedly he wanted uh, after gus left i would have loved that i would have become the biggest auburn fan you craig's know? been going through it you know and, look, hurt people hurt people, Craig. So I, I'm not taking that personally. It is fine. <laughs> hurt, I'm here for you. Hurt people look for solutions, you know. No, Craig's they don't. Hurt people solutions. hurt other people, and that's okay. We have space for that, Craig. You keep hurting us. That is okay, man. We accept you. But I, I, I just think um, this is a real cluster of a situation. And the problem, again, when you hired Brian Harson. that was the problem. Because Brian Harson is not a guy who can recruit the South capably. And if you're Auburn, you might not – uh, be able to do a lot of things well, but you have to be able to recruit the South well and capably. And they just can't do that right now. So uh, did you see some of the names that were floated as uh, Brian Hartson replacements? I did not. Who 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 are, the, who are they? The one Paul Feinbaum's kicking out is uh, uh, former Ole Miss head coach Hugh Freeze. Oh he gosh. of Liberty University, which, to be honest with you, I was talking about this with my dad. Liberty University, I think he's getting like seven milli a year yes. to coach with low expectations that's kind of a dream gig i mean you do have to go to liberty and like deal with liberty but like
1: that that's aside, what we talk in this coaching searches all the time is like why would you go to the sec and get pummeled right if yeah. you're leech but leech is just a different guy right he's yeah. not absolutely worried about winning the sec he just wants to challenge lane one year and then the next year challenge saban like he's just going to try to beat one coach at a time for for 10 to 15 years right yeah Leach is. but then there's other guys like saban he wants to win the national championship every single season then there's other guys and maybe Hugh Freeze is like that at Liberty. He's like, You know what? There's a lot of drama when I was in the SEC. Why don't I just stay over here, get paid the exact same amount of money, and, yep. and do and do this? low i can
0: sometimes if i'm not feeling good i can coach from my hospital bed up in the (laughs) press box feeling good this would be great (laughs) (laughs) i just i (laughs) think i think he would be insane to go but you probably you know get the um get the itch to go i've seen mike gundy bandied about uh jeff grimes at baylor he's been talked about um none of these head coaches are going to move last minute like that i think somebody will somebody will make a move um, not not it, like a Mike Gundy at that level. I think he's been itching. That's Florida for to, money. Uh, that's true. It, it might just be an, uh, an agency play. Um, but he has talked about um, trying to get like he wanted to get to Florida this year. Uh, I, I I don't want to say. Coach O at Auburn? Because it's probably too soon. Oh, my gosh. But Interim, you Interim O is the man, though. Listen, Coach O asked uh, Nick Saban if he's interested in letting him join the staff. <laughs> I don't know what the answer was, but I uh, hope it was a yes. God, We're I usually it It's yes. Saban saying, like, you're coming here for rehab
1: to, like, other coaches. Whereas Coach this, Saban,
0: you, yeah, need this to, the, was, you need me on the, off, on the defensive line. I know you do. Let's do this together.
1: We had a request for you to read uh, the whole uh, Joe Burrows' brother and Coach O interaction. We, in the we'll we'll talk about that
0: this week with Andre, but uh, what a highlight of the week, honestly. And Andre brought that to my attention. I would, I would honestly uh, volunteer to read the King James Bible and the Coach vo- a <laughs> vo- voice for free. You know, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. <laughs> I just, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's uh, that's uh, this isn't going to end well for Auburn. This is not going to end well. It didn't you know, start well, though. To be honest, didn't, I didn't, mean, didn't. hold on,
1: hold on. Let me be clear: hiring Harson. I'm not saying that didn't start well. I'm saying over the last I am, month or I'll two, say I'll say why? that didn't start well. I think he's a good coach, just not a good fit, just the wrong fit. How do you that's okay. know that he's 45? He was 69 and 19 at, at Boise
0: State. How's that? You know, that's a fit. It's not. You just said it. Boise State. There's no. There's no Easy. world. Easy. And I love Boise State, but okay. it's like you can't take Coach O. And have him go coach Syracuse and be like, this is going to be a great fit. They are not going to understand what he is and what he's saying. It's just not a cultural fit. So I think that was the. What school did Napier go to Florida from? Uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Lafayette. Okay.
1: I didn't yeah. know if it was uh, Tech. Is that the other one? Louisiana But Napier,
0: he's been uh, on major SEC staffs like around. No, the no, SEC. no. I know. I know. But why is Coach O not there? Like oh. just grab one of those other Louisiana schools. Honestly, it's probably because he was trying to smash with uh, board members' wives. That's probably the big reason. But you're, uh, in terms of the cultural fit, you are 100% right. Allegedly, 100%. allegedly. Not allegedly, reported <laughs> and documented. So, uh, let's okay, that's our three. Let's go to the thing we're out on uh, this week. Jason, what are you out on after this weekend of sports? All right. So, Lovey
1: Smith got hired by the Texans. Mm-hmm. If he shaves that beard, I'm out on him. I've always loved Lovey. Okay. But, but that Santa beard that he's had since Illinois is incredible so i'm out if he shaves it do not you need to keep that that is part of your identity now that is you've got a great look going on do not ruin this lovey i'm not even a texans fan anymore
0: but i do not want him to shave that glorious glorious white beard um i'm the thing i'm out on uh this is no surprise feels honestly like a layup and i'm a little self-conscious about it i'm gonna say it anyway winter olympics woof they are difficult to watch it is the it's not the sports i'm great with the sports i'm great with the athletes um you know the uh lack of on location uh, happenings for nbc and stuff that's a little weird but it's still not a uh, a kill shot for me it's the no fans that is weirdly tough for me because it's some of these untraditional sports I don't know what's good and what's bad, and I I rely on those cues because I Oh, that's a
1: good call. That's a
0: good call. uh, It was like thirty minutes of curling, and I never watched curling, but I watched this like uh I guess it was the Slovakians versus the Americans, and stuff was happening, and it looked very interesting. But I didn't know if it was good or not, and the commentators weren't compensating for it. And uh man, it is just a rough, rough situation.
1: Okay. I was wondering how you're gonna land that plan, you absolutely did, because what I was going to say is the number one bad thing about the Olympics is NBC hammering down on Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm.
0: That's been a really weird situation. Please it's, stop commenting on the Olympics. So I am not a Leslie Jones fan because I... This guy is. And that's fine. That's okay. It's not anything personal. I, right. I am not a volume uh, uh, comedy connoisseur. I like nuance and quiet and thoughtfulness, and she's big, loud, brash. And that's not my style. But that's I know, but you know
1: stuff. what? I tried to not like Kevin Hart for a few years because of uh-huh. that
0: same reason, and I can't help but like him. But see, I think he's clever too. I think there's nuance in his stories, the way he sets him up to always be the Fall Man, uh, and it combines really nicely with the, the loudness of the package, you know? Uh, I'm not talking about his penis, like talking about the, the comedic <laughs> package, like the intangible comedic package. Um, but for NBC to be like, this is what we're not gonna uh you know um we're not gonna deal with like the uh human rights issues with china hosting the olympics we're not going to talk about like rampant sexual assault by coaches we're not going to talk about fraud, like steroid use we're gonna stick it to leslie jones who wants to lovingly comment on the olympics what a wild move what a, what a wild hill to die on
1: And that was what I was going to ask you before you made a great point, which is to say that the the no fans, I'm okay with no fans in all these freaking sports, especially golf. I want to hear all the stuff from the caddy and the golfer, and I don't care about mashed potatoes. It's just obnoxious to me, but that's my old man hill to die on. Um, You know, absolutely basketball is better, although hearing every squeak of every shoe on the floor is one thing. That's tough, yeah. The, The idea that you're not hearing oohs and ahs or boos as curling is happening, because it's like, oh, that was a two point round, okay. But was it a good two point round, or was it just kind of like a boring? That that's a great that's a great call because other than that, like I was watching um, cross country skiing the mm-hmm. other day, and it, there was no difference. Like yeah. it's just the Winter Olympics or the Winter Olympics. But it, you're you're right. And
0: speed skating, skating you like do you need that one person with the cowbell at the bottom. I was relying on that person. That was you know? that was still there, I believe. Oh, okay, well then that's fine. But yeah, maybe so. Maybe just like. Can some people risk COVID for curling so I can understand it better? That's what I'm asking. (laughs) Would anybody be willing to volunteer for that? In China. In China. Oh, anywhere, really, but also in China. I would just like to uh, push back on your golfing take. I actually want a spin zone. I want the other way. I want loud talking. I want crowd noise. That's fine,
1: but then we need to go one way or the other. Okay, I agree with that. I want heckling. Because two guys screaming different things the second after the ball is hit is annoying. Get just, in the hole every time. It's not going in the hole from a five from a five
0: hundred yard par three, par four. Okay, not with that attitude. It's not. You know, maybe <laughs> he needs a hype man up to help him like boost that drive uh, angle of launch. I just, I just think they should. Golfers are a little too precious, you know. And like, I just want the – I want to maybe like one tournament a year. We know like this is the rowdy one. Well, that's the Ryder Cup. But like I went in, like in Baton Rouge, you know, and you just know the Cajuns well, are here. They've been drinking since six years ago, and you, it's going. You be know that's this of... weekend, right? I know what. I don't know that. The waste management in Phoenix. Okay, I do like the waste. The waste management.
1: <laughs> I do. The, the videos that. of the spectators that come out of that are. Aggressive. These I remember people... doing
0: uh, inventory my last uh, when I had a retail job. I was doing inventory in the back room while that was on, and I didn't know that was ha- like I didn't know that was a thing, and I thought the world was ending because it felt like they were rioting at, like on the golf oh home, my on the gosh. fairways. It's I it's
1: insanity, it. and I do not. I still don't understand why they put one of the most ruckus fan favorite tournaments of the year on Super Bowl weekend every
0: year. It's weird. You know what? Maybe that's why Kyler wants out of Arizona. He's like, I'm just I'm morally offended. That they would do this on a golf course and I can't even represent this stupid state and that's why I have to leave and it's sponsored by a trash company and this is a trash state and I'm out and cliff always does like his taint waxing during in quarterback meetings and I just can't do it anymore I can't <laughs> do it anymore I can't do much team talk. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Three and Out. Uh, If you liked it, let us know your thoughts on uh, on this idea of a recurring episode. Um, If you didn't like it, just keep it to yourself. Like no one cares about you anyway. Um, Like Jason said, we'll be back later this week with the Super Size Regular episode of the Over Achievers with uh, Super Bowl topics, many different betting angles, prop bets, the whole thing. Uh, I'm Knox. He's Jason. We'll see you next time.